Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear for this is the day the Lord has made that us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week? Oh, we started shaking the Monday morning blues with the deep time crew. And oh man, oh man, oh man, we talk about some dilemmas that couples were having and how they dealt with it. Well, we start off with a couple where the baby, it was our brand new baby, we needed a babysitter and mom decided to leave the husband home to you know, take care of the baby while she went to work and earned the bread. And uh, she noticed when she came home, the baby was well taken care of. Babe, they were going out for a walk until her neighbor told her, uh, when you leave, the baby cries all day. And sure enough, when she tested those waters, she came home to find that the baby was in the home, awake, husband sleeping with some noise uh, prevention headphones on, and she took the baby and she pretended like someone stole the baby. Yeah. Well, uh, he may have learned his lesson, and he was going to call the police, and then she told him, I don't even think about it. I got the baby. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, we also talked about the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend of uh, the groom who he and his bride-to-be decided they were going to invite her to the wedding. Well, this is also the chick that he cheated on her with in order, you know, to uh, get away. Well, they had, you know, the inclination to invite her to the wedding. And she said, sure, I'll come. And she didn't only bring one guest. She brought two guests. Well, one of the guests hmm, was the bride. 
Mm, wow. Well, the second guest on her other arm was her ex, who the groom always had a problem with. Oh, my. Well, she anticipated that they didn't have such a happy day. And uh, I think you'll think about that the next time you go to invite your ex who you cheated on with to the wedding. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. Oh, what a revenge move right there. Well, you know, just uh, quite a few uh, dilemmas we had that we were facing. And uh, we then ended our day with ah, the switch tip. You got that right. This week's switch tip with Shanti. Don't get uncovered. Now, you know, if you hear that, you can think that it can take a couple of different directions. But uh, you know which direction that took. If you were listening, the direction was, you know what, don't step from underneath your covering. God says the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. But is that how you want to live? I say no, because I want to make it my business to live with my blessings and get my blessings. And I want to just kind of let those blessings fall on me that have my name on it. Yes, don't move from God's cover. When God has got you, God has got you, and he promises he has you. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So come on, come on, come on. Let's make sure that we stay in the good graces of God, that we don't step from underneath the blessing of God, because I see that happens all the time. Do you? I hope it's not you that's doing that, okay? So let's be smart. Let's be smart. Let's be smart. Well, next day was, let's talk about a Tuesday Church Folk Day, as we were in our sixth episode of the HBO Max series, Love and Death, episode six, The Big Top, and we know Oh, boy, why is it called the Big Top? Because it was quite a circuit. You know, everybody in there, you know, in this particular episode, you know, you really had an opportunity to get a real look as to who they are. And, boy, some stuff was revealed. Talk about don't get uncovered. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm not going to tell you anything about it in today's recap because I want you to go back and listen. Yes. And see what happened in the great old world of love and death and uh, how Candy Montgomery is faring during this particular episode. Well, I want to remind you that we have come down to episode 7. Uh, this upcoming Tuesday, God Spare Our Life, which will be the finale. So I hope that you watch and you join us, okay? All right. Well, wow, Wednesday rolls around, and we had our girl Vivian with her socially conscious segment, and we heard about the MTA, who is a... Uh, planning to put one free bus route 
in each borough. Yeah, that's so uh, they can help, you know, the uh, less fortunate, yes, those who have a lower income and, you know, some other stuff they're talking about. But you know what? Uh, free today going to cost us tomorrow. That's what the due time school thinks. And I happen to agree. I also agree that mm, they think that they are doing the fair evading thing continually. Nah, that's coming to an end because they're going to put you right in the middle of no man's land and they're going to have a whole lot of those undercover cops watching for those fair evaders. So you will not get the opportunity to uh, get on that bus for free much longer. So they're going to give you one free bus route, and that's it. You better make sure you got your fare on the other side. Ooh-wee. Don't fall for the okey dope. okay? We also talked about that uh, one-year-old who was killed by her three-year-old sibling. Uh, again, she does good. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, Vivian gave the stats, 221 unintentional shootings by children this year alone. Mm, Talk about we need to pray. Definitely we need to pray because there's nowhere in the world these babies should be getting their hands and guns the way, you know, they have been. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and all the deep time crew, they were on their A game. Boy, talk about laughter is the best medicine. That's exactly what we got yesterday as we talked about some crazy situations. And one of our biggest stories yesterday was the story of the sister to the bride uh, as she attended her sister's wedding when they pulled out the food for the uh, guests to dine on. She said she looked at the food and looked eerily familiar. Uh, It was her leftover food from her wedding that had taken place eight months ago. And when she confronted mom, mom said, yes, I confess, that's what it is. I saved a mint on freezing, by freezing this food and setting it out for the new guest at the sister's wedding. Uh, And she caught some flack. Not mom. Not mom. Yes, the family was upset because the sister went around telling people, don't eat the food. Yeah. And it was like, why would you let the family look at That's where the concern was. Not for the fact that somebody would be eating eight-month-old food at a wedding. I mean, come on, y'all. You got to be able to do a little better than that. Yes, well, Mama had told us the other daughter, the new daughter, the new bride, that she would pay for the food for the wedding. Well, she sure did. 
He sure did. It must have taken a whole lot of electricity to hold all that food for eight months. Uh, uh, uh. Well, well, well. You got to go back and hear the other crazy stories of Thursday. Thursday. Well, today is Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do over here on the due time with Pastor Steph. Well, there's only one thing we do on Fridays, and that's talk to the men. All right, so, you know, get yourself in gear to hear what the men have to say today. I honestly don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't have any interesting news as far as I'm concerned. And you know how I like to start off our Fridays with some craziness. I don't have any craziness today. But I'm going to try to scrape up something. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's the time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, or really what we call juvenile inflammatory arthritis now, or idiopathic inflammatory arthritis, is, uh, can be several different conditions. There's actually three major conditions that we, that we see in that uh, age group. And basically, they're swollen joints, uh, stiff joints, uh, redness or inflammation around joints. If a kid has something like that and it persists uh, for more than a few days, uh, then that's something that really ought to be checked out. There's excellent treatments available, and they can prevent long-term problems. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's the Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Freestyle Friday. Oh, God has been so generous to us, so gracious to us as he has allowed us to go through this entire week. And if we are on this broadcast listening together, we're pretty much unscathed. Yeah. Nothing huge has happened that has prevented us from joining together on this platform. So I am grateful to the Lord for being able to be with you all week. Well, we got to get our morning started. What are we going to talk about today? Hmm. Well, let's see. Let's see, let's see. Well, 
I ran into a little article, and they're talking about a lot of the things, habits that we used to do that are kind of played out, but some people haven't figured out yet. All righty. And uh, they're mainly talking about the baby boomers. So let's see, because most of our parents are baby boomers. So let's see if we see some stuff that we do. I know, you know, you've got some some of these things that have gone and come back around. And uh, let's see if we can catch a little, you know, a few of them. Okay, they said flat. Wearing flat all the time. Yeah, but you know what? That's coming back in. A whole lot of people aren't wearing those high heel shoes anymore. No. Yeah, we 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 are getting too old. We ain't even got worry about the baby boomers. Yeah, then you're not watching a a whole lot of people with these high heel shoes on. They may put them on for a quick second to look cute, and then after that. Mm-mm-mm. They are going, going, gone. They've got those flip flops and all of those kind of things on their feet. The flat shoes, so flats all the time and not really out of uh, commission. What else are they saying? All oh, the jacket around the waist. They say jackets are meant to be worn on your body. Well, somebody else. I know I'm not going to mention any names. She had a jacket tied around her waist. Hmm. All righty. They say that not only jackets, but they've seen some shirts tied around the jeans. And they're not doing that anymore. Well, like I said, I beg to differ. I just saw someone the other day do it. So, hmm. Well, they say baby boomers are not mindful or were not mindful of their colors. And uh, you cannot be doing that today. You can make sure you look at your colors before you attempt to get dressed because our baby boomers didn't do that. Mm. I got to go back and look at some pictures of the baby boomers because I don't know if that's true. Listen, if you if you know something that the baby boomers used to do and people are still trying to do it now and it's kind of played out, make sure you send us. Send it to me. You know how to hit me up. You know how to hit me up. Make sure you all let me know about that thing, Okay. All righty, what else are they saying? Hmm, too much mini. Yeah, they said back in the day, do a lot of mini dresses, mini skirts. Yeah, you remember the the 60s and the 70s? They used to do the go-go's. Like, yeah. So they're saying, nah, stop. Stop, 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 stop. They're saying, I know you want to show off those legs or wear that you know, special, special short skirt or dress, but listen, it's probably a whole lot shorter than where it needs to be. 
and uh, hmm, can't give it a rest. Give it a rest. Hmm. What else? What else are they talking about? Not changing your style. They say that back in the day, baby boomers had one style, and they were known for that style. And uh, they said, come on, get with it. You can't have a style that you're not changing. So you want to make sure that you get a variety of looks, that you're not just, you know, hanging out looking like one no Charlie. Wow. Hmm, what else do they have? I think I didn't have anything fun today. I didn't have anything fun today. All the other weeks we were laughing. Hmm. They say get rid of the silky scarves. Mm. They say there are too many other types of scarves these days. Don't be pulling those, uh, you know, the scarf look. They say it's so, it's so. They say tie the scarf to your handbag. One other way, they say, wear the scarf through your belt loop around your waist. Now I've seen that, and that looks dumb to me. I don't see the point in that. I'm going to buy a scarf to wear through my belt loop instead of a belt. No. But you know what? They say that's fashion. Mm -hmm. All right. They say, listen, get rid of the deep, dark lipstick. That's what the baby boomers wore. They say, listen, wear lip gloss over your lipstick, tone down the lipstick, and it'll give it a lot of volume and uh, make you look more modern, make you look too, ooh. They say, please don't walk around looking pale. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't walk around looking pale as the baby boomers did. They say there's so many different skin tone um, makeup out here now. You don't have to walk around looking pale. And uh, do something with that face. Mm. Chunky shoes. This thing get rid of the big chunky shoes. Now, Chucky shoes seem to be in. I don't know what they're talking about, but listen again. Who am I? They say chunky shoes are out the door, and they say including Crocs. Wow! They say Crocs were originally made for boxers, and it was because they were always on their feet. They're light, supportive, and breathable you know, for their long shift. But if you are not a doctor, they say they are, there are no excuse. There is no excuse for you to be wearing them, okay? They say if you want to dress to impress, don't even think about, don't even think about wearing those chunky shoes. They make you look like a clown. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I got to say this. I need you to give me a thumbs up 
or thumbs down for men who wear Crocs. Now, that is something I have not been able to swallow yet. Crocs or Croc-like shoes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to swallow that one. I, I mean, are Crocs-like for as much as people wear them? I mean, they're even using those things now to put in between the holes of the Crocs. So now when you look down at somebody's feet, you're getting all dizzy. Uh oh, somebody said thumbs down. I got a thumbs down for the men in Crocs. I don't know. I got to ask the gentleman about that today. Yeah, they're saying get rid of the Crocs. The Crocs were initially used for um, doctors. Well, I can see a doctor using Crocs. I can see him wearing them Crocs. Men, nah, get rid of those. Please, 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 please get rid of that. Hmm. Oh, they say, <laughs> they say, okay, so they must be talking about me. They're saying that you need to get rid of wearing the two-piece formal dress. Yeah. They were like, no, the look is different now. They have those one dress, one piece, um, formal wear. No, not only those, they say the dress with the blazer. They say you can do that now. So you can do formal, but it doesn't have to be like a set, a matching set like, you know, the Baby boomers used to wear. I'm like, leave the baby boomers alone. Leave them alone. Okay, but, you know, they want to change up. All right. They're saying get rid of those designer flip-flops. Wow. They say that that's the way for the department stores to make some extra cash. And they look tacky because they have those little jewelry on it, the little beads and stuff like that that pretty much match your purse. And they were like, nah, 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 nah. Get rid of that. Mm. All right. All right. I don't know. Oh, they say get rid of the glittery eye makeup, ladies. It was like, no, that's for uh, a few decades ago. Why are you still wearing that? It makes you look older. Well, that's interesting because I just definitely seen a picture of someone with some uh, glittery eye makeup on. I don't know. I guess everyone hasn't caught up to the to the craze, you know, that is over yet. Hmm. All right. What else? Hmm. I'm trying to see something that I care about. I'm going through this list. Frumpy jeans. They're like, okay, if your jeans are not, like, form-fitting, please don't bother. Please do not bother. That went out with the 80s. They don't care what brand of jeans they are. You know, they are the frumpy look jeans just don't need to be worn now. 
They are played out. I don't know. So I don't wear many jeans. I don't mean wear many. Oh, wigs. <laughs> well, needless to say, they're talking about those big, boofy wigs that they used to wear. They're like, listen, get rid of the wigs. And, you know, now they're doing, you know, lace fronts and things like that. So they're not quite talking about those wigs. But um, I tell you, you you know, let me say something. Things are going around in circles. You know, you don't have them today. You give it a couple of minutes. They'll be back. So I would say don't get rid of all of your stuff. Mm-mm-mm. All right, they're saying get rid of wearing the wrong underwear. Yes, no. I wish somebody would teach people how to wear underwear, period. Forget about the wrong. Uh, I, I, I mean, maybe they're saying the same thing, but I have to tell you something. You know, summertime brings out the worst because people don't. They really don't have a concept that you can see through their clothes. So even if it's not see through in color, it's see through meaning I can see whatever you got on underneath this. And the other day I was walking behind this woman. If she didn't have on some underwear that were like four times too small, she had on one of those form fitting. You know those dresses they wear now. They barely come down to your thigh. And she wasn't big. She wasn't a big person. But that's the problem because the thinner women feel that only we thicker women have to care about what we wear. No, you too. And being that she had on this form-fitting dress, you could see the underwear print underneath the dress. And I was like, well, whose underwear are those? Your dolls? <laughs> oh, it looks horrible. It looks horrible. So I say, listen, get your stuff together so you can dress properly. Please, please spare us all of this view. Please. All right. Well, I guess we can uh I didn't have any fun this morning with this one here. But uh, we uh we're gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. Let's get rid of that. What are we talking about today? What kind of stories do we have today? Today is probably a lighter a lighter you know, a lighter day. I have nothing interesting. Well I said that yesterday and Hmm. She uh she came up with some stuff yesterday, right? Right. Well, I thought this would be a nice particular uh story to talk about. Uh Eric Adams, you know, on Wednesday, uh Vivian brought us the story that, you know, we are going to uh, see over at Aqueduct and on the grounds of Creedmoor, possibly a tent that's going to be put up 
for the migrants because they are just trying to find all of this, you know, real estate to put these migrants on. Well, today there is a uh, a word from the mayor, and he says, no more room for migrants, quote, unquote, our cup has basically run it over. Well, we eat it. Because I couldn't say that 10 months ago. He said since April of 2022, New York alone has received 90,000 migrants. Mm-mm-mm. He said we stated several months ago that we have reached our full capacity and that full capacity has been verbalized and he said we just can't do it anymore. We have no room in this city. We need help. Well, I got a question. Why couldn't you have just just left it at we have no more room in the city? What do you mean we have no more room in the city? We need help. Like you going to come and give us some more land? You can't put certain sentences together. Come on. You can't do that. Because now, to me, that sounds twisted. Why not just simply leave it at, listen, we ain't got no more room. Don't send no more people here. That's it. And I said it just like I said. I ain't saying no anymore. Don't send no more people here. All right? He says we cannot continue to absorb tens of thousands of newcomers on our own Uh, without the help of the state and federal government. You know, we know that we need help as far as, um, what do you call it, funds, you know, funding and, you know, other things like that. We, We know we need help with that. But again, to me, when you put that in the same breath, in the same sentence, it makes it seem like you can do something about the real estate. Like New York can become a little larger or something. So listen, they say Adams admitted that offering temporary shelter, placing migrants in hotels, school gymnasiums is not sustainable, saying that it's wrong that the Big Apple is carrying the weight of the ongoing migrant crisis. He says this cannot continue, and this is wrong that New York City is really bearing all this weight. They say under his new plan to tackle the migrant crisis, he announced that single adult migrants will only be able to stay in the city shelters for 60 days and will need to reapply for a space after that. Well, what does that mean? Can somebody help me with that one? Okay. So if they they reach this 60 days, where are they going? Where are they going? It's fine to say they have to reapply, but where are they going? And when you say they need to reapply for a space, what space? You haven't facilitated anything for them to apply for. You haven't put new buildings up. Because right now you can't say new houses because that is not going to hold the weight of no 90,000 people. 
when we already had a homeless situation going on here. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. I guess I need to start reading these news stories. Um, now, it says, unlike Texas, where Governor Abbott is ordering troops to push migrant children into the Rio Grande and deny asylum seekers drinking water, our city has continued to respond with humanity and compassion, Mayor Adams said. Now, they say Texas officials are investigating claims by a state trooper that superiors ordered officers on the border to push migrants back into the Rio Grande and deny them water. Wow. That's crazy. But see, my question was, why could we stop the buses? You know, remember now, they always claim that whoever from Texas and a couple of other states, that they were putting people on the bus here. So my question is, why couldn't we turn the buses around? I know it's not nice. I know it's not right, you know, to the people of, you know, you know these other countries who are coming here. And But if you didn't promise them a ticket to New York City, then, listen, turn them back around and let whoever sent them here deny it and accept it. You know, you are, the onus is on you now. You're accepting these people and you're allowing them to come here or you're sending them here. Why are we sending them here? Why are you sending, it's almost like somebody just packing up their family who's visiting, packing up a family who was visiting their house and telling them, okay, here, go to 1010 Mockingbird Lane and tell them that, you know, you have no place to go and you're being sent from here. Uh, listen, so you don't have a say? That's what I never could understand. I never could understand. So I don't know. I don't know. I guess we could talk about that with the gentlemen. And... I don't, I don't have any interesting news, y'all. I'm looking at a bunch of news, but I don't know. I don't deem it interesting. Let me see. Well, let's talk about this one. So they have this former Detroit Police Commissioner, Brian Ferguson, who admits to officers that he had paid a prostitute $10 in exchange for sexual favors in Detroit on July 12th. Uh, can we say this must have been a crackhead? So last I checked, last I heard, you're not, you know, doing these things, these favors for no $10. Well, he says, yes, I gave her $10 for it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He told an undercover narcotics officer that caught him parked in his car in Detroit on that morning engaging in a sex act with the prostitute. I'm sorry. I know I was wrong. Well, they say... That that's not what 
he said to the general public. They say he previously denied the allegations and characterized them as a big misunderstanding and said the woman was unknown to him and that she had attempted to enter his vehicle. So he said, can, can you help me out? She said, can you help me out? Can I throw something out there, please? Uh, uh. I'm a Detroit police commissioner is what he told her. They say he was issued a misdemeanor citation for indecent or obscene conduct involving a sex act with a prostitute. And he resigned from his position as a Detroit police commissioner. They say prior to his resignation, he sent out a news release denying the allegations and informed the public he was stepping away from the police oversight board's weekly meeting. And uh, it says the news release was signed in the spirit of transparency and accountability. Well, that's a lie. They say an officer wrote in the citation that he and the other undercover officers had been conducting surveillance in Detroit when they saw a woman known to them as a sex worker standing on the corner of Cheyenne and Schoolcraft, making eye contact and waving at men as they drove by. Then officers observed Ferguson's vehicle drive past the sex worker and circle around the block several times before stopping in the middle of the street next to the woman. And now this is what they have on the citation. They say she entered the vehicle and Ferguson drove to a side street and parked in front of a vacant house on Sorrento. When officers approached him, his pants was unzipped and unbuckled. And he said to the police officers, this is going to really mess things up for me. So they say the mayor is going to appoint a new commissioner. Uh-uh-uh. You know, could you be so sloppy? I mean, really, this is elementary. This is truly elementary. There's no way in the world you should be caught doing something as stupid as this. You are the police commissioning. Police commissioner, for God's sake. Now, let, let, let me just read this little piece back to you. Let me read this little piece back to you. Because I'm having a problem with this. It says that an officer wrote in the citation that he and other undercover officers had been conducting surveillance in Detroit. So they put together these undercover things, and the police commissioner knows nothing about this. He does not know what they're doing as far as trying to crack down on drugs or sexual activity or gangs or homeless. You know nothing. Really? So these people are out here conducting surveillance, and you don't know the plan of attack 
for your department and you would actually drive. Now, I don't want to hear he didn't know the area because here's my thing. As a police commissioner, you're getting paid a couple of dollars. So you out here tricking, because I call them, they tricking too, because they said that they drive around. Remember now, this is the this is the depiction, that they're driving around, they're looking at the women that's standing on the stroll. Well, isn't that what the women are doing and they call that tricking? They're all out there tricking. So you mean to tell me you making all this money and you going to trick for $10? You ain't even got it where you could you got a hotline or something you could call and the people can come to your house. So if they catch you, they catch you in your house and you could claim it was a girlfriend or something. Really? I'm like, you know what? You stupid. You need to lose your job just for the stupidity. Because if you can't work your way out of being caught from a $10 crackhead, then you don't need to be policing no state. No city, no county. You don't even need to be policing a block. How stupid are you? I'm sorry. This is just dumb. Straight dumb. And of course, it's got to be on this side of the face. So you know I'm hot. Come on. Come on. Come on. I, I, I just really... When, listen, when it first started off with the ten dollars, I already told y'all it must have been a crackhead. Because when you, when these women are out here, they're not out here for no ten dollars. You know, we talked about a minute ago what the baby boomers used to do that they're not doing anymore. Well, that went out with the baby boomers stuff. Ain't nobody out here knowing that they could get caught um, and go offer you no ten dollar trip. Because they're going to jail or getting written up and getting citations that's going to cost more than that $10. A crackhead is the only one that's going to be out here for $10. Because so she wants that here so she could go to the crack man. So, come on. Because she's not on coke or, what's the other thing, heroin. Because that costs more than $10. And you're going to have to do a whole lot of tricking to get to those dollars. I mean, this I've heard it all now. He don't need a job. He don't need a job. He don't need to even work as a janitor. He's just too stupid to even do that. Where are my men at? Where are my men? Where are my men? Where's my brother Al? Brother Al, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> I didn't see the crackhead. <laughs> yes, he was a crackhead. Yes, he was a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been sitting here cracking up like, first of all, good morning. Look, first of all, good morning, and second of all, yes, you're yes. a crackhead. Yes, but before we get there, before we get there, we got to talk about the mayor. So uh, then we're going to go to the crackhead. Then we're going to go to the crackhead. Okay. Because I'm sorry. You all right, cool. That that ain't <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. All right, so we've got the mayor who is finally you know, making a public statement, you know what, there is no more room for migrants. Our cup has basically run it over. He said, we stated this several months ago that we have reached full capacity, and that full capacity has been verbalized, 
and we ain't got no more room. We need help. Now, Brother Al, I have said, I want to know if you agree with me or you don't have to. I want to know what you think. I have said, you cannot stay in the same breath that we've run out of room, we need help. Because that, to me, makes it seem like if you give us help, we can accommodate more people. you got to separate and make your statement more, how, how can I say this, more understanding. You, you have to say, listen, we have several issues right here. Number one, we're overcrowded. We've got 90,000 migrants since two, April of 2022. We cannot take any more. We will not take any more people. Number two, we need help, and these are the areas we need help in. Now, is it me, or maybe this is why they haven't gotten a hit, that you can't take any more people because of the way you're saying this thing here? I don't know, brother Al. What you say? I say you're right. You know, he's finally getting some heart to tell these people stop sending. You know, they've been disrespectful to New York for the longest. Because when you look at it, these immigrants come, and where do they come? They come to Texas, and Texas is like, oh, no, ship them to New York. And we just accept it instead of turning the bus back around. No, they came to Texas. You keep them being Texas. Okay, that's number one. Right. And you said it right. Because then you make it seem like, okay, you know what? If you give us help, we can take more. No. We, the right. cup been running over. Matter of fact, we on the third and fourth cup now. Okay, the cup been running over. So you know what? We cannot take any more people. And the people that, right? Period. Them, see, they can get in the schoolwork. Period. Then the next sentence is, and the people that we got, we need financial uh, help to, to right. help these people that we already got. So, uh, yes, you said it 100% right. He's been muddying the water with his words. And just in me reading this, um, Brother Alec, doesn't seem as though it's clear enough. Just like you said, it's just like, okay, well, you know, if you send us money, we can take a few more. No! First of all, let's deal with the first matter at hand. That's it. We're not taking anyone else. The next bus that, that, that pulls up, we're turning it right back around. We're not even letting them off to go to the bathroom. We're going to tell them to go put them in let them the bathroom in Jersey. You're not stopping them because if you get off, then you might stay. No, let them go to Jersey. Take them to a bathroom over there at the rest stop. Put them back on, and then we'll just continue to do what we need to do. Now we need help financially. We need help with um, getting these contractors and putting buildings up. We need all kinds of help in all these one, two, three, four, twenty-five areas. We need help. He's not been clean enough with what he wants. So, you know, come on, come on, come on. You wanted the job, you got the job. So now be clear about what it is you either want to say or you don't want to say. Absolutely, brother. Exactly. Because right. if I was man, your boy, they they, 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 they been got rid of me. Well, that doggone Biden, boy, right. he's something else. We got to get, we, we right. get rid of him. But, you know, I tell you what. We might not like Trump and Trump the things we've done, but I guarantee you this if you this wouldn't be happening if he was in office. I probably no sir. <laughs> no, sir. And I have to agree with you. You know, remember his his spiel was he was building a wall. So you forget about putting, getting on a bus. He was building a wall if he had his way. 
So I agree with you. This and and not only was he building the wall, he was going to build it and make them pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And probably use them to build it, Brother Al. Yeah, he was going to get the best of his buck. I'll tell you one thing. He was definitely not having this. So, you know, this whole migrant issue has been out of control from a long time ago. Uh, you know what, let's call in our brother Ainsley before we go to your other conversation. And let's let's talk about this here, this migrant situation for a little bit. Good morning, brother Ainsley. Hey, good morning, Pastor Seth. Hey, good morning, Al. Good morning, listeners. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. How are you over there? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I've been hearing you. I've been cracking up, <laughs> laughing, everything you talk about this morning. And, you know, for oh, the immigrants, the immigrants come in. I mean, like, you know what? I would say we, we, we didn't have enough room when they first started. I'm like, thank you. You know, when he first started, and I'm like, I said it then. I'm like, you know, you know, to me, he, Eric Adams, he was trying to put on this partial appearance, I'm greater than thou. Because, oh, we're going to have more compassion. You know, we are sanctuary city. Oh, we, we don't do people like that. And I get that. But you got to look at have some kind of foresight to say, okay, we can, how much of this can, you really, can we really handle? Like you said, we already, we, are, we already had a homeless problem, a big homeless problem right. at that. You know what I'm right. saying? And here's the thing always comes to me. You know, we always... The city, oh, we ain't got enough money for this. We enough money budget for this. We ain't got no money for this. But yet and still, all of a sudden now, we now when this um, situation comes up, now you spending thousands, a hundred thousand dollars to put people up in hotels, not just in the city, right. but upstate New York and whatnot, yeah. because of all kind of legal ram- legal ramifications. Because people up there, which understandably saying, how are you having a busload of people coming up here? You know, you buying up a whole hotel just to put these people, immigrants, in here. We don't know who they are, and you know, right. just breaking really questionable legal things that is trying to accommodate all of this, and and it seems like there's no no end. And I'm like you from the first place. I'm like. All right, if the bus came in the first time, all right, you see, you got that one. The next time, I'm like, ain't nobody get off that bus. Uh, you can't probably That's stop right. people from you can't probably That's stop right. people from their moving around. But a busload of people, I'm like, you pull into the city. What? I'm like, I, how you? I think how you can stop this? You tell the bus driver, listen, anybody get off that bus, you getting arrested. Cause you you That's are purposely right. dropping off immigrants up into the city, and we ain't having it. Anybody come up in That's here, right. uh, you, we can't stop you from driving, but you stop, anybody get off of that bus, you getting arrested. We I'm like, why didn't this, as soon as he came up, took that bus and drove it right back down to wherever, wherever they came from? Right. Or put it to another, right. you know, or at least right. drop a few people off along the way. You know how many states you got to right. pass between Texas and New York? Thank you. All right, thank you. You, you. All right, you take 10. Thank you take you. 10. You take 15. All right, we're going to share this. But if it ain't, nah, we got to right. take the whole brunt of this. You know no. what I'm saying? And, you know, the, the cost and the resource uh, of, of trying to do this is, 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 
it's it's too it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And I agree with you, Al, man. Really you know, you, I, I think about Trump. We ain't may not like, but um, you know, I, you know, it would seem kind of harsh, you know. But listen, we got to stop this at the border. I mean, stop it from coming in right. in the first place. You know, right. now I don't I don't necessarily agree with, you know, doing a text or you, you refusing people water. You know, right. I understand. Right. I understand. Want to protect your water? I mean. All right, he can have some water, but here's some water, but you can go back now, okay? Because, um, listen, you know, we got to stop this at the border from coming in, you know? So, yeah, that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, it, you know, I agree. I agree that, you know, they said that, you know, the officers said that we were told to put them back over into Rio Grande and don't give them water. Now, it is inhumane not to give them water, but let me tell you the theory behind that one. The theory behind that is if we're not willing to give you even water, you're not going to want to come over here. If we're not even willing to give you water, you can't come over here because that's indicating here, right here, if we're not even willing to give you water, that means we're not accepting you. And we're not, we're going to show you we're not accepting you because we're not even willing to give you the water. It's almost like don't even let them off the bus. It's the same concept, same premise. And you know what? I, I, I would say I would say there could be a different way of doing it. Give them a bottle and let them know this is as far as it goes. I'm not going to deny you water, period. So here's a couple bottles of water. Um, please go back. All the state of Texas is willing to provide for you. We are not accepting you because we cannot house you. And my thing is they've taken a stand. Why couldn't we take a stand? They took one. Yep. They said we're not doing it. Yeah. And guess what? They're showing you we're not doing it to the degree of we're not even bothering to give them something to drink. You won't be salivating on this side, and we're going to be giving you something to drink. Because if we let you get one cup of water and we give you five cups of water, you're going to think we're generous like that. We're going to let you know we're not generous like that. We're so sorry, but we're not accepting you. So my thing is, okay, you don't have to be, you know, you said you want to be compassionate and stuff like that. That's wonderful because, you know, God does require us to do something. You know, and like you, I agree with you, Brother Ainsley. You know, the first bus, okay. Oh, I'm surprised. But guess what? You know what? I have not, as a mayor, I'm new to this. I have not even begun to work on my own situation. I I, I know that y'all may have made an agreement with these people from these other countries, but I cannot accept them. That's it. That's it. And you know what? Give me a year. Send them back here. I'll communicate with you. And I'll send them, give me, give, me, give me some time, let me sit down, let me get a plan together. But I wouldn't just be accepting these people and accepting these people. Because not only that, look at what, like he said, well, look at where he's put them, in school gymnasiums. Like you said, Brother Ainsley, he's endangering our people, the safety of our people. And what are you doing? No, I'm sorry. Some I'd have them on the, on the, um, on the grounds of Gracie Mansion. Let me tell y'all something. I know one of the women who are, who's participating in the conference um, next week, 
she has a modeling uh, school of etiquette. And they just came from doing a show at Gracie Mansion. Let me tell you something about being vetted to step foot on Gracie Mansion's ground. They went through the ringer. The ringer. For people that they knew were coming, for people that were already citizens here. You really going to make me believe that you're going to let those people who you don't know anything about Stay on the ground. Yeah. Imagine. I didn't believe he said it. I was like, yeah, right. And then when Jackie just told me a few weeks ago how they really were gone, you know, had gone through the ringer to, you know, it was only a certain amount of people and they had to get clearance. They had to get all kinds of identification. You're not letting people just because, they don't have a place to live on Gracie Mansion's ground. Get out of here. So, nah, that's a lie. That's yeah, a lie. Yeah, that's just, that's just prospering. Uh, so you mentioned that. I, I didn't hear about that, but I know that ain't happening, yeah. man. Listen, I, I know, I know. this is years ago. Um, let me tell you how, how secure they want to make sure that is, right? I knew somebody, right, this years ago. Um, he, he, he got drunk. He was at some club somewhere near um, Gracie Mansion, right? And I don't know what what made okay. him possess him. He tried. He gonna try to go in Gracie Mansion, right? Right. But the mere fact that he had I had spoke to him about like about within a week before that. Don't you know the police was calling me, asking me who who this guy is and blah blah blah. Mind you, I didn't what? speak to him in a few days. You know, I'm like, yeah, what? I know. Um, yeah, I'm like. And and it was and I'm like, what you calling me for? But this, you know, like I have, I'm like, but wow. it, it had been a few days. And that's how they don't play about going to Gracie Mansion. That's what they held him up for. Uh, I guess he, I guess he got on some drugs, whatever case may be. But he, they said he tried to climb in and get into Gracie Mansion and stuff like that. So if you're gonna do that, I mind you, I hadn't spoke to his brother, this guy, um, in, in, in a few days. <laughs> I'm getting calls, investigating whatnot. Come on now. You know, right. you might have immigrants you don't know right. nothing about. Bust all the people going to sleep right. on the ground? Oh, come on. <laughs> right. Right. That's what nah, I'm nah, nah, nah. news, you know. I'm, 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 I'm planning on taking, you know, some immigrants onto the ground. We're like, come on. Give me a break away. We did the story here on a zoo time. Like, yeah, right. Give me a And what other country you can do that to? Right. Right. Yeah. What other you can do that to? That's right. That's right. Only here. Mm-hmm. Only here. You can come <laughs> here and you can do whatever. Listen, they are still talking about the fact that the basketball player was hemmed up over there for all that time. They, I, I saw an article. I was going to do a story the other day about um, a, a young lady and her girlfriend who went over to Dubai and some Stupid, something stupid, minor, happened, and they're detaining both of them over there. They're not playing right. in other countries, but yet you can come over here and you can do whatever it is you want to do. So I'm sorry, you know, you, you're now saying ninety thousand people plus because you're not even counting the ninety thousand people. So let's say a hundred thousand people. 
over here in New York alone. We couldn't bear the weight of another thousand people. You talking about the hundred thousand? I ain't impressed. I'm not yeah. impressed at all. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, gentlemen. Here we go. Here we go. We've got this. Well, he's now the former Detroit Police Commissioner who admitted <laughs> to paying the ten dollars for the sexual favors. So they you know, for those who might be just joining us, we have this case out in Detroit where the the police were doing surveillance and they were watching, you know, the conduct of the the, the sex workers uh, who were standing around at they say at the corner of Cheyenne and Schoolcraft. And they were making eye contact and waving at men as they drove by. Well, the officers observed this uh, Mr. Ferguson's vehicle drive past the sex workers, pull around the block several times before stopping in the middle of the street next to the woman. And this is what they put in the citation. She entered the vehicle. He drove to a side street and parked in front of a vacant house on Sorrento. This is what the police officer wrote. They are saying that again. All of this is itemized in the citation. Now, you wrote all of this in the citation, man, oh, man. They say when the officers approached him, his pants were down. and I'm sorry, his pants were unzipped and unbuckled. And he said to them, this is going to really mess things up for me. So he is now the former commissioner because he's resigned. Excuse me, he told them that uh, he, you know, initially when he spoke to the, he said that, you know, he denied any of the allegations. He characterized them as a big misunderstanding and said that the woman was unknown to him and did she had attempted to enter his vehicle. So I got mad. And I started ranting and raving because I'm already mad that you got you got a big salary and you paying for a ten dollar sex favor from the from the crackhead. You have you're the one who is sanctioning all of these Thing operations because they cannot do these things without getting permission. And they didn't work out all of this, and you don't know that they are going to be watching the corner of Cheyenne and Schoolcraft. They're going to be watching the sex workers waving at the men as they drive by. So you not only circle once, but you circle twice. You mean to tell me you ain't got a hotline, like I said a little while ago, just where you could call in your little sexual favors and pay people, you know, to do your thing, go to, you know, a little private area. Listen, you're the police commissioner. You got your spot. You got the spot where you live. You got a spot that if you can't bring them home because your wife is there and your family's there, you got a spot. Listen, you're the police commissioner. You know all the places that are vacant. You know where the police are not. 
You mean to tell me you couldn't strategize and get them <laughs> in a spot? Listen, over on Clark and Gleason. Gleason, not there, because they're over on Cheyenne and Schoolcraft. So meet me over here at 6 o'clock a.m. before the shift starts, and we'll take care of our business. Really, y'all? This is how, this, this is just stupid. Brother Al, Brother Al, Brother Al. What you got to say about this? All this happened because he ain't got Jesus in his life. This is all, this is all this happened in the first place. He ain't got Jesus. He ain't got Jesus. If he had Jesus, this wouldn't have been Now, I'm laughing because everything you, everything you said, number one, he was circling the block because he was contemplating, Dag, should I do this? Should I do this? And then that second circle, he's like, you know what? He, he got hard. I'm the police commissioner. I'm doing it. <laughs> you know, and, and like you said, no strategy because, if, okay, you're the police commissioner. You know they watching. He could have drove over to them and said, listen, y'all get it and go. I'm going to watch this. I want y'all to go over here. I got it from here. No, you're going to do it right in front of their face. <laughs> you're going to do it right in front of their face. And and, and then if you go do it, why don't you get you some high get you some high class, get you some explore. You don't go get a crackhead. <laughs> yes. You get you an explore service or something off. where they can meet you. Yes. You go you go go You go go get a crackhead. Oh my god. This is hilarious. You gonna go get a crackhead out of everybody. You're going to go get a crackhead, and now that you got caught, they're going to give us another $10 to tell on you. Yeah, he picked me out. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He picked me out. He picked me out. Can, can I get that $10 now? Yes, he did. He picked. And then the crazy thing he said, he was mad. So you got mad and unzipped your pants. I don't get mad and unzipped my pants. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> he crazy. I don't. <laughs> he crazy. He deserves every day he getting crazy. That's right. I agree, brother Al. I agree, brother. Well, if he had Jesus, this wouldn't have happened. I I agree. I agree. This is why we need Jesus. I agree, brother Avery. You look, you go to a police commission a job for ten dollars for ten. Dollars. Oh. To me, that shows you right there. He ain't got the judgment, uh, judgment wherewithal to even be be complete That's police commissioner. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, like what I say, he ain't had no Jesus. Yeah, that's number one. But number two, you know, a ten dollar. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, ten dollar. You, I would think, man, you know, this person got all kind of diseases. <laughs> Syphilis, malaria, VD, you know what I'm saying? You putting yourself in that kind of predicament, you know? Now, I don't know, if he, is he married and whatnot? I mean, like, come on. Could, I mean. Hey, yeah, it doesn't say. But still, I mean, married or not, though, come on, right. $10? <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Now, I can see. I wouldn't be surprised, Brother Al. 
Right, because birds have a feather fly together. <laughs> yeah. You know, now I can see yeah. why he may not have known because, you know, I guess this is maybe just like, you know, I guess the D- Detroit Police Department is large. So, I mean, the police department is not involved in every single operation that's going on, you know, and stuff like that. So he probably think, oh, this another area is ain't nothing intended to. And, you know, he just, or he can probably say, if you get caught, I'm the police commissioner, don't write that and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but I can imagine that the, uh, the undercover officers, you know, probably not realizing it's the commissioner until they walk up and see he got his, he got a $2 crackhead with his pants unzipped and uh, unbuckled. You know, I guess, you know, they had to make sure they dot their dot their I's and cross their T's to make sure everything, you know, if they're on point with that. Yeah. You bring your boss up on charges, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah, man. He, I, I, I wonder if he got Jesus now, though. <laughs> you know. <laughs> if, 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 he, if he ain't got Jesus, he got Big Bubba. <laughs> Oh my goodness, my goodness! Let's see what's going on. Pastor Steph, Pastor Steph, yes, Pastor, yes. you know, you know what I was thinking too, right? Now, being that, being that they walk up on him and caught him, I wonder did he get a chance to pay him? He might, she might not got paid. <laughs> you know? No, no, no. Let me tell you something, brother Al. Here's the rule of the game: you pay first. <laughs> You don't care. Okay. Brother, I don't know that. Brother, I don't know that. Tell <laughs> 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 teaching me. He's training me. He's training me. Anywhere, <laughs> you know, and all this money you make, <laughs> you know, 
It's like, pick a card, any card. She's like, oh, man, I crapped out. She's so suspicious. But $10, you crapped out. Yes. I'm, like, so annoyed. I mean, y'all don't even realize I'm a woman and I'm mad. I'm like, how could you be so stupid? You mean to tell me you just really don't have, like you said, you're out there shocking. Now, there's no other way. You had no other plan. Now, Brother Ainsley, to your uh, point of the police commissioner may not know every little thing. Okay, if I give you that, but you still know that this could happen. So maybe you don't know that the sting is going on the corner of Cheyenne and Schoolcraft. However, you do know that things take place. So you out here like a normal stupid man who's doing it like everybody else does. My thing is, and I said this from the beginning, you couldn't, you know what, good, thank you for resigning because I don't feel comfortable in your city. I don't feel comfortable in your city because if you by yourself couldn't figure out well, you know what? I'm not gonna, you know, drive around. They said he circled the block. Now, who does that? Do the regular Johns even do that anymore? I mean, even they've gotten a little more crafty. What in the world? You have no inclination to do this any other way but to search. And then again, look, look, look what they wrote. He stopped in the middle of the street. So you don't even know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even pull over to the curb. Right. You don't even have enough inclination to say, well, you know what, let me pull over to the curb and stop. So I can pretend like I'm tying my shoe. I mean, something. You stop in the middle of the street and you call all the attention to yourself. So even if they were not doing surveillance, if there was a cop car that drove by, you would stick out like a sore thumb. So, you know, yeah. well, thank you for resigning. You can't help me. You can't police no city I'm living in because you can't even figure out how to to, 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 to catch a $10 uh, trick and be discreet about it. <laughs> so, you know what? You just done me a favor. You you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You just <laughs> that. But you don't find the stuff. Job. He, he. But Pastor Steph, he resigned because yeah. if he got fired, he would have lost everything. So he resigned. He still gets his stuff. That's why he resigned. And, and let me ask you, do you think he should, Brother Al? Uh, 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 what, uh, should he still get his pension stuff? Yeah. Do you think so? I, you know, I, I'm going to say yes. You know, I mean... He made, I'm going to say that because, okay, he made a great mistake. We all make mistakes. He made a bad choice and a bad mistake, but I don't think his family should suffer that hard because of his mistake. Yeah, he should, you know, he resigned. You should have resigned because you was a police commissioner. So what are you trying to, you know, what are you showing your city? That, wow, you you into doing the crime too. But I don't think his family should suffer and starve and be in the street because of his mistake. So I'm going I'm to say yes, he still should get it. He just can't work no more okay, in the police okay. field. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Brother Ainsley, do you feel he should be able to keep his pension? Yeah, reluctantly, yeah. Because, yeah, 
you know, because, I mean, everything he was entitled to get, yeah, I think so. I mean, you're right, had they had fired him, it had been a totally different story. But here's another thing, though, um, because it seemed as though, like, he was trying to, this will get people, like I said it before, you know, sometimes it's not the, the illegal activity you was doing, it's the cover-up that gets people, you know, the covering up and whatnot. Right. And right. so I think the covering up, it, it bought him a little time to think, okay, well, you know what? This ain't this ain't going good. Let me let me let me resign. At least let me keep my benefits. You know, <laughs> at least I got a little bit of something. Else, unless I get fired, I lose completely everything. So I think just the shame and embarrassment of it all. Cause where he going after this? You know what I'm saying? Where he going after this? So it's like, all right, all right, okay. This is this is this is definitely some lack of judgment. But should he now? not have any employment or any income, you know, so I can see, all right, okay. And I have a little bit of mercy for his uh, lack of morals and judgment. So, yeah, you can keep his, you keep your keep your pension or whatever you got coming in. Okay, okay. Pastor KL, what say you? I say, you know, what profits a man to lose everything over a $10 mistake? You know, that, that, that's a problem. <laughs> that, 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 that's a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm with the fellas. I'm really, really with the fellas, you know. I mean, first of all, I'm going to lose my family behind this because of the embarrassment. I'm going to lose my wife. So I got to keep that $10 woman in, in the cut. You know what I mean? After all, she's a, she's a she's an important part of this equation. You know, so you can't leave me now. I'm gonna need a couple of ten dollar rounds. So what? Oh yeah. my goodness, Drake. You know what's okay. my mind? I'm gonna wait. You know what's my mind? I'm you know, like wait. most convenient. What happened? You know what question I'm You know, you know most police most police commissioners, right? They don't drive themselves around. They got an escort, and they got a security team right. for the police commissioner. Right. So things would have right. been kind of all right when he just happened to say, "You know what? I'm going to drive myself." That's right there. <laughs> I'm going to go by myself. That's already like a red flag. Like, Wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. I said, he's so used to having security and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, so he said, I'm going to drive myself. Man, that's why he stopped in the middle of the street, because he, he hadn't been driven in a while. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't know it right away. Oh, my gosh. I can't. <laughs> right, he I told the other officer, you take the day off today. I, I drive myself. You take the day off. <laughs> and, and he can't even the traffic laws. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'm waiting and, in on And, Pastor Steph, he wasn't I smart. I'm sorry, Pastor. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> smart. Because what he should have did when he pulled over in the middle of the street, he should have put, put his hood up like he was having car trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brother Al, you going through all of that? Oh, my goodness. You got to go through all of that? You don't need to be out there, for real. All right, guys. I'm weighing in on this one. I don't agree. I don't agree that, 
you know, if he gets to keep it, it wouldn't be all of it. He would have to lose. I don't care nothing about him losing his family. That was on him. I don't care nothing about him losing his job. That was on him. You know, here's my theory. My theory is your integrity has been greatly questioned now. Instead of you eating this one and saying, you know, yeah, I know, I shouldn't have been with the $10 crackhead. Um, I had a lapse of judgment. You tried to, you couldn't lie to the police officers, so now you lied to the public. Now, you lied to the public and tell the public that this was a misunderstanding. Um, she tried to get in your car. See, all of that, the cover-up, is what kills it for me. And I know I just well, you know, yeah. what would you have to say? Say nothing. Say nothing. How many times have we seen them say nothing? So not only did, because see, now it makes me wonder, how many times have you done this on the clock? Because we've done quite a few stories here on the due time with these things happening while they were on the clock. So now this makes me wonder, how many times have you done this on the clock? How many times? You are breaking the law. So now everybody else goes to jail and gets citations for breaking the law, but you don't get the same treatment. So when they lock people up for being a John, you don't get locked up. So you got privileges already. So no, you 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 committed you committed a crime. Other people would have been arrested. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Y'all went with y'all. You, you you committed your crime. You committed your crime. You got away with the crime. All you got was a citation. You got away. Technically, you got away with the crime. They had not fired you yet. And to be honest, we think that they would fire you, but you don't know. We really honestly don't know what they would have done. They've done other stupid stuff. They've come to other decisions. So we don't, we don't emphatically know he would have lost his job whether we feel he should have or not. We don't know that because he, he tried to jump the gun by resigning because, like y'all say, if he got fired, then he would be, you know, in jeopardy of losing everything else. So you got a citation, and you didn't go to jail. You didn't get arrested. They didn't put him in no jail. Then you cover it up, and you lie to the public? No. You Now, now listen. Don't be telling me no, no, Pastor Steph, because I didn't already gave you some grace because I didn't say take it all. So that's what I really feel. But because <laughs> we all make mistakes, no matter how stupid it is, you know, and how, how we don't think we've all been there, then, all right, you know what? Let him keep half of it or a portion of it. But you would not walk away with it all. Because let me tell you something, this ain't the only time you didn't did something questionable. This is not the only time you didn't lie to the public. So we can't say what you did and what you didn't do, but we know what you did get caught doing. And because you help those women, if they go and they arrest those women for being prostitutes, why shouldn't you be arrested? You're the one out there soliciting their, their work, so why not? So, no, no, everybody else is not going to pay a price, and you're going to walk away free? No, you're going to have to, something's going to have to give. I don't care nothing about you quitting your job. That was your 
decision to quit your job because you wanted to just make sure you could get your pension. Oh, you can get it, okay, at a 50% reduction, period. You know, you know what Pastor <laughs> said? No. You know what Pastor said? In my, in, in my former life, I would call you a hater. It's only $10. <laughs> You know, Jesus, listen, listen, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, you know, you hate to get, listen, Jesus paid it all. What you worried about it for? It's okay. Get a man his money. Give him his money. Minus $10. Minus $10. Take $10 away from him. Oh, no. I don't care about your Jesus paid it all for every one of us, but we have consequences in this civil world. And like I said, if they decide to go scoop up all those ladies for prostitution, you going to get to walk away? Nah, nah, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. He didn't pay a civil price. He quit his job. So we didn't even have the luxury of taking it away from you if we should decide to do that because you quit your job. So what would happen when they go to scoop up all the prostitutes and she says, hold on, I quit my job. You can't arrest me. I quit. I'm no longer a prostitute. I quit. No, she would have to still go to jail. So no, you get, no, no, you ain't going to get that. Let you explain that to your wife and your family if you have, and, and you have to eat that. You have to eat that. But we're going to leave you with 50%. And you go about your merry way, and you go be a janitor because everywhere you go in Detroit, they're gonna laugh at you because they're gonna remember that you hired a ten dollar crackhead and you lost your two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollar job. That should be enough punishment. Give him even more punishment. Give him more punishment. He lost his job, and now make him be a security guard in one of the stores. <laughs> there ain't no punishment. There ain't no punishment. Yes, the nigga, you, you went from a police. You no went from punishment. a police. You went from a police commissioner. You went from a police commissioner to a security, a unarmed security guard. That is punishment. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. No authority figure for you. Be a janitor. You get the authority over <laughs> the mop and the broom. So you telling me you he can be a security guard to tell somebody else what to do? Not at all. Not in my book, brother. She is such, nah. She's such a hater. When do you ever hear somebody listen to a security guard that, don't, that he only got a flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> so the flashlight, I see you. I see you. <laughs> Why am I a hater? That's what I want to know. Why am I? I'm Pastor Steph. I'm Pastor. I have not lost sight of that. Why am I a hater? <laughs> you know, look, who said yeah. you was a hater? Am I? Pastor <laughs> Oh, must must have been Kale. My bad, must have been Kale. (laughs) You publicly explain why you are calling me a hater. 
I think you were going a little too hard with the man's money. You know, he made a mistake. You don't know what to Listen, do with his money. Who, who, what do you mean I'm going hard on his money? You're taking who, the money who, who, that who, the city is paying you, and you are soliciting a $10 crush head. I don't, I, okay, I'm going well, hard then, on his money. Then listen, let's call the city and let's take out the the part that you're paying, that you're part of the city. This way you don't have to feel guilty about paying his money. So let's take out your portion. (laughs) Since you're the only one complaining about this, let's take out your portion. <laughs> well, you know what? Hold on, hold on. You say I'm the only one complaining. I need y'all to send me a thumbs up or a thumbs down on should it or put thumbs up if you want your money back. <laughs> thumbs up. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a thumbs up on a hundred percent women. All the the men is gonna say give him his money. The women is gonna say I you want my money back. Men are just like that. <laughs> Men are just like that. Y'all stick together. Y'all don't care whether it's right or wrong. Y'all ain't thinking about the bigger picture. No. So all men stick together, and everybody pacifies the next man. Women will hold you and all That's not true. All women. That's not true. All women are waiting to exhale. So y'all want a moment like this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! All right, I, I, I would love to hear if I'm the only one out here who wants my money back. Yes, I do. Give it back. If you want to give it to a ten dollar crackhead, I could buy me a loaf of bread and a container of milk. Thank you Listen, very much. You, if you go, if you go, you too late, Pastor. If you go to the supermarket, especially you, Pastor Steph, because you like that no-frill stuff, you're going to pay for right. the cheapest thing you got. <laughs> so so if, you got, if you got Apple Jacks or Fruity Rings and they do the same thing, then you're going to get the Fruity That's Rings. Right. So he had one That's that wanted $110, and he had one that wanted $10. They're going to do the same thing. $10 me, please. That's right. Listen, <laughs> I'll buy whatever I can afford with ten dollars. And I got uh, not only one thumbs up, I got several thumbs up. And the person said, I know. Give me, let me oh, 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 here's a, here's a second thumbs up. Here's a second thumbs up. The first thumbs up says, give me women. every single dime back. It doesn't matter. We don't talk about women, women. Forget all of that. No, we forget all of that. Get all of that. We ain't talking about no gender here. We're talking about people feeling whether they should get their money back or 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 they should go ahead and leave it in the cage for him to have. And I got two individuals that say that they want their money back. So I don't care whether they're men or women. It's the point of the matter. You're the one making it a sense. You're not getting away with that garbage today. Hey, I let you men You got three men on here, and they don't care. <laughs> If he get his money or not. <laughs> they ain't want him to get his money. You got women giving thumbs and, and feet up. You know what? It's, we, we're not making this a gender thing. You're making this a gender thing. I just wanted to know why I was a hater. That's all I wanted to know. When I gave my, when I gave my opinion, I didn't say I'm not agreeing with you men. I didn't say that. I said I'm going to give my opinion. So it didn't matter whether you were 
men or women. I just don't agree. I don't agree that he should get everything back. I think he failed the public. And when you fill the public and you, listen, if you're going down, go down for something big. Go down robbing a bank or something. I'm going down. I'm going to lose my $200,000 job for $10. That you can lose your pension just for that. Just for being that stupid. So, and you, know, you know what your position is? <laughs> Seth, at, at, your, at your position, what, what you should do, Oh, what you should have done, you should have contacted him for the show so we could all hold hands and hold hearts. Because maybe he needs some prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I really like think I said, he needs some That's right. That's right. Maybe he didn't love Jesus, and that would really give him Paul Blanche to come on the show. But I'm going to be honest. He don't want me. Because, see, I'm not one of these normal, um, pacify interviewers. Because I'd ask him. What did you think was going to happen when you hired the $10 crackhead? That's my question. <laughs> well, he know what he thought he wanted to do, but it ain't turned out. <laughs> no, I don't think it was going to happen when he got caught. When he got, oh, he got caught, caught with all right. the $10 crackhead. Not no one thinks you're going to get caught. No one does That's something with, with the idea of getting caught. Well, <laughs> guess <laughs> what? Okay, but then that, that show, listen, then you ain't got no plan. Because you needed to have an exit plan, stupid. You know those people are out <laughs> doing surveillance. You may not have known that they were on the corner of Cheyenne and Foolcraft, but you knew that they were out there. So you didn't have a plan. Listen, even Brother Al said you should, he should have pulled up the hood of the car. <laughs> Put up the hood of the car. Wait for her to come over there. Put up the hood of the car. Wait for her to come over there like she helping him and tell her to get in and then put the car the hood back down. So, okay, I got it started. Never mind. Right. Right here in the strip. Let me let me give you a ride home for helping. Like she helping you. <laughs> oh my goodness! So no, you're absolutely right, Pastor Phil. Nobody, you know, does anything with the thought of getting caught. However, you mean to tell me, in your former life, you didn't have an exit plan. You didn't have well. You know what? If something happens, here's what I'll say. You really telling me you ain't had that kind of thought in your head? Oh no, no, no! You're right. You're right. Yeah, I've had to have a. You know, it wasn't me. Moment. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 right. That was, you had to, you know, you had to have a plan. Listen, let me tell you how he don't have a plan. He said that when they, the cop said, when they caught him, he looked over and said, this is going to really mess things up for me. when you got in front of the public. 
And even that was a lie. Now, you had a chance to find a lie, and he didn't even have a good lie there. I can't, I'm trying to find what he said when, um, oh, she, she, she was trying to get in my car. So she forced her way into the car. That's, that's what he said. So you're, you're, after you didn't had a chance to think about it, all you could come up with was, um, yeah, here it is. He says, can you help me out? Can I throw something out there, please? I'm a Detroit police commissioner. Really? How they find you with your pants unzipped and unbuckled? What you trying to throw out? Your private parts? Come on. Just stop, stop. So even, even when you had an opportunity, you know, you got a little leeway to come up with an excuse. You, you didn't even come up with anything decent. So you just lost all across the board, all across the board. Pulsang, as my mother would say, Pulsang. You didn't even. Guys, this has been a really, really amusing Friday. Um, <laughs> thank you for your, you know, your, your lightheartedness um, and, and your humor um, and giving us some thoughts to send us into a thought-provoking weekend. All right. You know what? You know what? How could we leave today, let you leave today, without you giving the commissioner a word of advice? Come on, Brother Al. You know how we talk to the listeners. Talk to the commissioner. What do you want the commissioner to know that Brother Al wants to give him? What, 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 what are you saying to him today? Talk to him. Talk to him. Don't tell us what you would say. Talk directly to him. Pretend like he's listening. Commissioner, how you look, Mr. Commissioner, how you doing? This is Brother Al. You need Jesus. Get Jesus in your life and everything else will fall into place. If you're gonna do something, be smart about it. Don't be dumb. Alright? Get Jesus in your life and this wouldn't have never happened. Good luck. All right. All right, that's Brother Al's words for the day. All right, Brother Angel. How are you talking to the commissioner today? What are you saying to him this morning? <laughs> I got a different take. I say, I say, ain't this ain't this legal in Las Vegas? I said, just take a trip to Las Vegas and come back on home. <laughs> Why you ain't do that? <laughs> oh God! Oh God! But since you didn't, now now you need, you really need Jesus. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> You won't go wrong with that, you know. <laughs> That's my two cents. <laughs> what kind of advice? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Pastor KL, what word of advice are you giving the commissioner this morning? Well, sir, you done messed up now. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we, we come to God. Humbly as we know how to cover and protect you. I pray that you keep your money. However, we got a few thumbs up that they want their money back. So you might be in trouble. Amen. Oh, my goodness, Bridget. Oh, my goodness, Bridget. 
<laughs> well, when you said we 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 we, we come in before the, I don't know if this is a pray for them moment. So that's just that would be them. I don't know. This ain't Thursday, so we ain't got to pray for them in a um in, in effect today. And Santis is not on, so there was no preparation to pray for him. And you three are not authorized to pray on the two time of passing stuff. So that's that's what y'all So he will not need your prayer unless you call him personally. So Mr. Commissioner, if you want a word of prayer, it is not the pray for them day. I'm so sorry. You missed it by 24 hours. <laughs> and uh, all the thumbs up. About 24 hours and $10. That's right. That's right. Just saying, you know, uh, you know, you know, you miss, you miss them all. I will miss them all. miss them all in, in more than one way. And um, if you call in next Thursday and you speak to Shadi, that's S-H-O-N, T-Y-C-E. If you listen to her on Monday, you'll get a switch tip for free. If you call back on Thursday, Mr. Commissioner, you will be in line for the pray for them. And that's providing no one else needs to pray for them. Because we only pray for one person per person. <laughs>
confess our sins and be repentant. And your word says that we are forgiven. And how can we not worship a God so amazing and awesome as you are that regardless of our sins, you would wash away and give us another chance to get it right. Thank you. We say thank you together. Um, on behalf of this situation, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we're not only saying thank you and we're petitioning you for Mr. Ferguson, we're petitioning you for everyone who is doing what he, is, what he was caught doing. We're petitioning you, God, for all of the, 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 the sex workers, dear Heavenly Father, because we know that they have issue as well. And, Lord, we do not turn a blind eye to what this world needs. You need us your people, those who are called by your name to stand up and seek you at a time like this. We're asking you, God, to discover this world because this world is in a grave condition, dear Heavenly Father. And we thank you for hearing our prayer today. We thank you that we know the power of prayer, whether Mr. Ferguson hears this prayer for himself or not. We know that as long as we hold hands and hold hearts, that you hear us and you honor our prayer. So we say thank you that this prayer is not falling on deaf ears. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that we come into agreement that this world needs you. We come into agreement that you can actually scoop up Mr. Ferguson and make him a man that walks in your kingdom here on earth as long as he has the desire to do so. Because we are free agents and we are doing what we want to do. And you want us to come to you humbly. You want us to surrender and submit ourselves to you. And we lift him up today, God, and we're hoping and we're praying that he sees the need for you to be the head of his life. If he has a family, dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you cover them as well because the the exposure here would be great and we know that it would serve as a level of embarrassment. So, Lord, we're asking that you heal their hearts, their minds, that you reconcile this entire family, God, to be together even at a time as this, God where the family would be falling. And, Lord, we're just grateful. We're grateful that we have come to know you. And, again, we know the power of prayer. And, again, this situation, as well as many, it's not too small or not too big to bring to you and to place in your bosom, Lord. Your, your word says that Jesus has offered, come to me, all who are weary, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And we thank you. We thank you for just providing your son, for giving up your very son. And we thank you, Lord, for just giving up your life for such a time as this, that as long as we want you, you are standing there with your arms wide open, ready to receive us. We give you both the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, it has been a very, very, very uh, interesting conversation, and I thank you so much for all of your uh, input and contribution in today's, today's conversation. We pray you have a blessed 
weekend. You too. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Let's, oh, let's get their mics turned off. Well, 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 well. Oh, God is amazing. God is amazing. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of of this particular, um, <laughs> amen. We've got to check, amen. <laughs> oh, we give God thanks for just being able to discuss, you know, current events and, you know, just <laughs> being able to hear from God and know what is right and what is wrong. You know, it's a lot of times, you know, we we don't want to admit when we're wrong. We want to be able to kind of skate on by, you know, and we want to be able to kind of brush it underneath the rug. And the Lord has said, you know, come to me. You know, come to me, confess your sins. Not only confess your sins to me, but confess your sins to one another. Mm. Confess your sins to one another. The You know, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So God does not only want us to, you know, come to him, but he's provided his people for you to come to. Now, I can't say that he has not sought um, any clergy. Um, maybe he even goes to church. I don't know. You know, every one of us who go to church, we still have weaknesses and things that God is, you know, he needs to work on us. So I can't say that he doesn't go to church. I can't say that, you know, he doesn't have, a, um, you know, someone he can get um, sound counsel from. Um, but, you know, again, I'm just looking at, you know, the public. You know, when you got before the public, say you made a mistake. I think, you know, a lot of people are, you know, we, we do have our level of people who, you know, really condemn us. Let's call it what it is. We we do, you know, and, and a lot of times we don't confess because of what the people will say. You know, I had a, a young lady pull out of the conference because, you know, this is a time of purging to our own, you know, between us and God, our own discretion, you know, you're not told what to say, but you're going to have to speak um, about either something you're going through or something that you've been through. And one of the first, one of the things she said to me, she said, well, you know, I really don't feel comfortable speaking because, openly that is, because, you know, there'll be some people there from the church. And, and I was like, whoa. And, you know, I, I, I definitely understand that that's a big concern. And, you know, because people don't let you live in peace after you say, you know, what you need to say you know sometimes getting it off your chest you know is, is just the thing you need and you know you really feel a level of relief and if we've got not only people but God's people that we have to worry about now who's to say that any of the people that she was concerned about would and I can't say that they would not but the fact that she couldn't be delivered to a degree 
because she was concerned about who would hear her and, and how they would, you know, possibly condemn or talk about her. For that to even be a concern is, is important to me because, you know, where we are, they just tell, they really just tell it all. It's very little yeah, that they don't talk about, very little that they don't, you know, reveal to one another and, and open, on an open um, platform. And I have to tell you that it's really a blessing to be in that kind of company of God's people where I've said to them, child, please, we can all been stupid at one point. Um, and we all still are stupid to some degree. You know, we are still making unwise decisions and, and things like that. So you're not alone. You're not alone. But when we confess our sins to one another, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a level of liberty and freedom that you feel. And I know, you know, when we're out here in the world and, you know, saying that to someone, to speak to someone in the world, they ain't praying for you. But again, um, I would add to say nothing because at least people could not accuse you of lying. You know, and, and that, that, that's a lot to be able to not say about someone, especially, you know, these politicians and these people who are, who are you know, taking up the mantle to protect and, you know, shield us and cover us, they are failing us miserably. They are really, really, really not keeping to their words and committing to, you know, make sure we're safe. And if you out here, it might be on your time. It might be on your time. You're circling, trying to find, you know, the next hot, you know, thing that you can get next to regardless of how much you pay for it, are you really protecting? Because if she can get you, that means she's going to be out here trying to snag up somebody else. So you, 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 we all have our responsibility level. And it's very easy to think about, you know, well, listen, I, I got to live life. But you know what? As you learn what a Christian, what a child of God is supposed to do, it'll shift your thinking a little bit. So let's get on the side of the Lord, as the men have said. You know, if you didn't have Jesus, there's always time, as long as you're breathing. So right now is the acceptable time. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Seth signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, our men, for sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Ah, please, please, please continue to listen. You know, come on, encourage us. Just knowing that you're out there and you're ready to receive the word of the Lord and what he has to give us for you. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to the Lord right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us until tomorrow. Um, excuse me. Until Sunday, God's fair, where it's the Word Prayer Project. Come on in the room and see what God has us praying about. Until then, I love you.